and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through his ordinary ways. How's it going, Mike? You know what? I'm going to surprise you. I'm commandeering this episode, and I'm going to interview you. You've been married for how long? I've been married for two years and three months. Let's hope that's right. Two months. No. Eight. I can't do math. It's not It's not my lack of not knowing my anniversary. One year, one year and three months? One year and three months, yes. <laughs> it's not, it's not, okay, so it's not that I don't know when I was I'm married. Inter- I'm bad at math. Okay, so I'm going to interview you. <laughs> one year and four months. <laughs> I'm going to, but it's been, it, it feels like. It feels like, like five years. Okay, so I'm going to interview you. You don't know this. Uh, listeners, oh, no. Winston, we're, by the way, we're in the middle of recording several episodes <laughs> and we start talking offline and I said, Stop. Start a new episode right now. I'm going to interview you. I want to interview you as a young married man. And by the way, I was at your wedding uh, at the beach there on August 18th, August 18th, 2018. A beautiful day, beautiful ceremony. And I was very touched by you honoring your wife and what you said. I was having, I had tears in my eyes during your ceremony, especially the parts that you said, expressing your love to Holly. But I want to ask you a few questions. Talk to me about thankfulness and talk to me about how you and your wife pray together. Mm, Yeah. So uh, we try to be a little bit more intentional about prayer and specifically Thanksgiving. You know, we kind of realized as Thanksgiving's coming up, we weren't as thankful as we probably should have been. Mm -hmm. And so each night I've been asking her, hey, what are you thankful for tonight? Um, So, you know, it was family and then it was, you know, our home and it was our jobs. Last night was we're thankful that we live so close to family. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot of people get that, and we do. Yeah. And it means that for Thanksgiving, we got to go to each of our family's um, houses and spend the time there. And, you know, it, it's small, but God was really gracious in giving that blessing to us. That's awesome. What's your greatest joy in marriage? Uh, how do you answer that? Like, uh, Just say my wife. <laughs> yeah, my wife, my wife. Uh, to be honest, like, and this was true when we first got married, but it was not having to not having to work hard to just be together. Mm-hmm. You know, sim- a lot of the simple joys is just you know a night where you can just get together and it's it's quiet and you get just get to you know sit and read or watch movie or whatever, listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. uh, like the ordinary church yeah, podcast. Yeah, like the ordinary yes. church podcast. Um, but just kind of you know you just get to be together. And that's such a blessing um, to just be able to spend time together so easily. Um, It's one of the worst parts of dating, but one of the best parts of marriage. Yeah, absolutely. I've been married almost 29 years now. And it's like, I like being with Angela more now. Like you you grow more and more loving your spouse. You you know, it's funny you say that. And I always thought, yeah, you know, you guys are crazy. You know, oh, I, I, I grow to more to love my wife every day. It's true. Though, it's isn't so it? true. It oh is. my goodness! I thought my wedding day was going to be the happiest that I like would ever be. Maybe you know, rivaled by when my children are born, yes. um, something like that. But man, like I am so much more happy now than mm-hmm. I was back then. I highly That's recommend awesome. marriage, Mike. I, I, you know, That's if you want to get yeah. married, listeners I it. out there, be praying. Uh, if God wants you to be married, He'll lead you to uh, the right person, right? Yep. So, okay. So, greatest joy is great. What are what's something you learned? You've learned in these last, you know, 18 months or so that you just go, wow, God has really taught me this good lesson. Oh, man. I think it reveals how sinful you are and how selfish mm-hmm. you are. And uh, <laughs> it's it's a good thing. I remember there would be times where I'd be like in bed 
and she's getting ready for bed and, you know, I, I'd be reading or I'd be looking at my phone, watching a video or something, and she would just say, like, things. She would just be like, oh, so today I saw a bird and I'd be like, pause the video. What? <laughs> I saw a bird today. Cool. <laughs> and I, I realized you know what? I can not watch this video. I can not read this book and enjoy my wife and talk to her. And that's okay. I don't need to just constantly be entertained. Yeah, <laughs> and you need, we need to attend to our wives. And sometimes we're not so good at that. Uh, you, it's funny when you said that about how, you know, how sinful we are. And we get reminded often in marriage, there's a marriage book about, um, you know, preparing for marriage and being married. And it literally is called this. What did you expect? <laughs> and it's yeah. basically you 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 married a sinner, you are a sinner. Oh, you're having struggles sometimes? Oh, there's, you know, power and control issues sometimes? Well, what did you expect, you know? Yeah. On the other hand, God is so good, isn't he? He's oh, so good. Yeah. So, talk to me about advice you would give to other married couples. And I know you haven't been married a long long time, but give me one or two pieces of advice. Yeah, so the biggest advice we heard over and over again was marriage is about compromise. Marriage is about like, you know, just putting up with some things that you may not like. And it's it's a 50-50 relationship is what we heard over and over again. And I can't remember who said it, but uh, I think it was one of my teachers was like, no, marriage is not a 50-50 relationship. Right. Right. Marriage is a 100-100 relationship. Yes. Yes. You go all the way. You mm -hmm. don't just stop at, you know what? I did my part. I did half of the work. And therefore, you know, she's not picking up her end of the deal. And that's where a lot of the, the strife comes from. And I... I I have not been married that long, but I can already sense that. Mm -hmm. And there will be times where I'll be like, man, I just got home from a long day. And, you know, I, I now there are dishes to do. Where's her end of the bargain? And I stop and I go, no, we're we're a partnership. We're we're both working on the same team yes. to advance the cause. And if that means, you know, I'm going to pick up the slack on her end because I know she's going to pick up the load of slack that I'm going to have, yes. um, then I'm okay with that. And I would say to anybody who's married right now, uh, again, I, I know I'm not an expert at this, but do anything you can do to advance your team. Excellent. Bless one another, right? It's a covenant. and You coordinate. Isn't it amazing how God puts you together with your wife? And it's like, this was the way it's supposed to be. You know, I remember watching you and Holly first when you get to know each other and kind of in courtship and dating and walking towards marriage. And even on your on your wedding day thinking, this is a couple that God meant for one another. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing you can just go, praise God that God puts people together and, and others rejoice, yeah. right? Others rejoice. Your family rejoices. Your friends rejoice. Okay, so I've got two more questions for you, Winston, and we're going to call this episode, you know, Winston Waxes Eloquent oh, on don't. Marriage, I think. But two more things I want to ask you. One, I really think you did it right in terms of uh, dating and courtship and moving towards marriage, whatever you want to call that. Uh, but I think you did it right in, in the way you pursued Holly. And, and I, we've noticed this, myself and a lot of other pastors and our staff and, and a lot of people even my age, we go, wow. Sometimes it seems like guys don't know how to pursue women in an in a, an appropriate way nowadays. And so I want you to narrowly sketch us a believer's guide, a believing man's guide to pursuing uh, his future wife. Mm. Okay? Interesting. Yes. Uh, that's a little broad, but... Uh... 
What is it? Okay, so tell me, how should a man pursue a woman appropriately? Not too much, not too little. Sure. And and by the way, I'll, I will I will say this. Um, I've been approached recently by an older ministry friend who says to me, "You have to do some teaching on men pursuing women because they're not doing it." Interesting. So like they're not taking the initiative that men are to take, and they're kind of being passive. Okay. So let's take it from that angle. Yeah. What, what about what? Well, maybe one of our listeners knows someone or is someone who, for some reason, one reason or another, um, doesn't know how to initiate in those relationships, and they need some coaching. Yeah. They need some coaching on how to do this. Yeah, all I can offer is kind of my experience, um, right? Uh, I saw a girl that I really liked, <laughs> and she was really pretty, and she seemed nice. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if she wants to go out with me, and we'll see where it goes. And... I think some people have very skewed versions of what dating is, uh, what courtship is. Um, some people are, you know, oh, you have to take dating super seriously. And, you know, if you're asking to take her out, you know, you're, you're basically asking, do you want to marry me? And I think, I think, <laughs> I think that that can be damaging because uh, I think it puts too much pressure on what dating is supposed to be. And I told Holly straight up, look, I'm not asking you to marry me, I'm simply asking, hey, do you want to see if maybe we're right for one another? Um, like we want to see, are we, would we be a good matchup for the rest of our lives? And so that was kind of our balance. And again, you know, it's, it, it is a balance. Some people take dating way too unseriously, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's just, oh, I'm just hanging out. And you open yourself up to a lot of bad stuff. You sure that. do. Now, here's, I'm going to distill what you just said, okay? Okay. So you see her. Yes. You recognize some good things about her. Yes. You initiate towards her. You ask her out. So guys or people who know guys out there that aren't doing this, you got to get to the point where you take the risk of being rejected. And I did, by the way. Okay. Uh, I, I had asked another girl out uh, probably a year before that, and she politely said, no, thank you. Well, that's nice. I mean, that's <laughs> so, fine. She was going to you. It was like I had you know, her offered heart. her you know, some condiments, and she said, uh, no, thank you. She, she basically <laughs> rejected you hey, uh, gently. I appreciate it okay. because I got my wife out of it. There you go. <laughs> so you initiate. You ask her out. You risk rejection. You put yourself on the line. Guys, you put your big boy pants on, and you ask her out. That's right. And I like what you said next. And this is interesting because someone could take this and go, whoa, whoa, I don't want to say that much. I like this. No pressure. Get to know each other. But let's see if we would be a good match. When I was in my dating years way back when, it was every date is a possible mate, mm. right? That's kind of what was said to us. But no pressure. Let's get to know each other. But let's see if we would be a good match. Maybe we are meant for marriage. The idea of even saying that could put pressure and strike fear in some. But actually, it's fair enough because that's what you're thinking. Yeah. And you'll know right away if, if that person isn't thinking that way, right? They'll say, oh, thanks anyway. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that idea of taking the risk and asking her out. Look, guys, man up and ask women out uh, if you like them because if it's the other way around, do you really want to put a whole bunch of risk of heartache and pain on the woman? Uh -huh. That's not fair. Men need to be able to take those risks. Men need to be able to do that because we don't want to Put women in those situations. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's let's wrap this part up and say Christian men who are single, who want to be married, who God hasn't given you the gift of singleness as far as you know, see a woman, recognize good things about her. She's a believer. You see godly traits in her. So go initiate, ask her out, risk rejection, 
no pressure. Let's get to know each other. Let's be friends. But also consider stating, let's see if we would be a good match for one another. Are we meant for marriage to one another or not? Kind of state the obvious. Yeah, one of my, I've only ever dated one other um, girl other than Holly. And uh, it was funny. She said, this other girl said, look, I'm going to go out with you. But I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm marrying you. And I, I thought that was so good and so wise that it's really stuck with me. That, maybe like, the guy had a wedding ring in his hand or something. I don't know. Maybe he was I, like. That was me. So oh, I did you. not. I'm sorry. I, I, was, I had I a ring that. pop in my other hand. You know, it's confusing times. Okay. Last question. First Bible verse that comes to your mind when you think of marriage. Oh, easy. Uh, Ephesians 5. That was an image that was put in my head real early. Uh, Ephesians 5.32 the mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ in the church. Marriage refers to Christ in the church, and that informs yeah. all the rest of Ephesians 5, that husbands need to love their wives as Christ loved the church, which, guys, that means that after a long day, yeah, you need to go love your wife more. That's right. You know, Christ, after the long day of being on the Christ, led many hosts to heaven. Like, he did not stop doing his work when he finish doing his work. That's right, guys. When you get home tonight, the day starts then. Go go serve your family. Go go minister to your household. Hey, Winston, thank you so much. This has been so helpful, uh, both for people that have been married as long I as me. So. Right. <laughs> and and people that hopefully are are wanting to get married at some point, and, and this will be helpful for them as well. But Winston, why don't you sign us off? Yeah. I uh, The last thing I want to say is you gave me a card, um, a, a little laminated card a while back that I think is so helpful. It's, it's a, a man's priorities. And at the top of the priority list is God. Then right underneath that is his wife. Then underneath that is his children. Then under that is his church. That is the priority structure for that, I, that I've been living with is I need to keep those priorities in check. My wife cannot become an idol. My job cannot become an idol. My church cannot become my idol. I don't have children yet, so that's, that's an easy one. But if my relationship is with Christ first and then my wife second, Mm-hmm. I can push her to be more Christ-like because I'm showing her my desire ultimately is for Christ. Um, so, guys, the best way to be a good husband is to be a good Christian. That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Winston. Why don't you sign us off? Well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> this was fun. It was a little <laughs> surprising, but all right. Uh, if you guys want to email us, you can do so at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. And we hope you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary. <laughs>